Man, today's show was fun. I had a blast doing today's show. Our Why Should We Talk To You Monday was kind of an uplifting one. Yeah, well, Exciting. hopefully. Right, we'll find out Monday. Uh, win the intern's lunch. <laughs> God lover. You know, you know Allison, Allison tries. Allison is a great intern, just doesn't know a whole lot about the nuts and bolts of Christmas. Uh, plus a trash flash was, uh, apparently Kelly got himself a few points thrown in there. Prison <laughs> Price is Right was good. Man. You're, maybe it's just me when scientific. If every show could be this good, we would be successful. We should just leave now. Oh, and if you enjoyed the country quick mix this morning, text the word mix in the 320-656-9453. It'll shoot you back a link. You can stream it there. I just want to give a shameless plug in there. A lot of plugs. Here's the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Telling an old friend how you feel about them. That's what we have up today and why should we talk to you on Monday. That's when someone's doing something big over the weekend. So they call us up and loop us into it. And we have Gina on the phone with us right now. Gina, what's going on? Why should we talk to you on Monday? Hey, guys. So um, we have this, like, lifelong family friends. And, um, you know, the, the guy and I have always been close, like, obviously. But, like, the past year or so, I think, like, things are moving in a more romantic kind of direction like at least for me they are so (laughs) and i i kind of get that vibe off of him i think i'm hoping it's not in my head but um anyway we have the big annual christmas shindig this weekend and i i think i'm gonna think i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna tell him how i feel now hold on a second when you say like family friends are you talking (laughs) you've got romantic feelings for the dad or is there the the son no 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 the son (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, all right. Kick this oh one up a notch. No. <laughs> Have you called back during ratings no. period? Oh. <laughs> okay, so you've you you said you've known this family for a long time. I'm guessing you guys are rem- remotely the same age and everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We went to like school together. Like I've known him forever. Has anything? We're always just friends. Yeah. So nothing outside of friendship has ever happened. Like just a random kiss, yeah. maybe that was kind of awkward, or nothing like that has happened. No, nothing like that. Like, but like it's like I guess our chat's gotten like a little flirtier lately, and like you know, the more I think about him, and like just knowing him my whole life and who he is and the kind of man he is, like I'm like you might be him, like you know. Okay. Can I ask how old you guys are? <laughs> 35. Okay. Okay, so very mature. And Makes sense then. It's not just the hormones yeah. taking over or anything like that? No. No, we've both like been in relationships and, you know, done done the dating and the running and the round and like, you know, I'm just looking around and I'm like, I don't think I met anyone as good as you. Let like, me ask you this. You know? How often do you guys talk? Like, is it constant texting throughout the day? Is there is there a nighttime phone call all the time? How how does it look? How does the communication look? I mean, it's escalated recently. Like, before, it would, like, be, like, a couple of times a month or this and that, you know, and then it's kind of moved to, like, definitely at least once a week. And now I'm going to say, like, we probably text almost daily now, okay. you know, and, like, calls, like, you know, frequently. Like, I wasn't trying to come on too strong, but, like, I was trying to get a feel for it, and... He's responding, so this, well, I this, guess maybe this is all pointing to this is all pointing towards the positive. And I will tell you this about guys too: he's maybe feeling the same thing, but he's too afraid to make a move. Guys get really scared about that because we we don't want our fragile egos to get bruised. Oh, yeah. Like I'm nervous. Like I don't want to ruin our friendship because it's like one of the best things I have. But like at the same time, like how great would it be? You know. Tell him that. Hey, look, I don't want to ruin our friendship or anything. So things may get awkward for a few days, but, you know, here's the sitch. Yeah, right? That's (laughs) that's definitely better than the I couldn't find anyone better than you, so I'm back here. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. No, I get it. Can I ask, though? How yeah. is how's the family going to handle it? I mean, if everyone's like all hunky dory and everyone's like family, friends, and everything, do you think everyone's going to be for this or like, hey, this could ruin everything that we all have? I think I want to think that like, like it'll be like I think everyone's rooting for us, like in the song, like 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 the home team, like that. You know what I mean? Like it would right. be great, <laughs> like you know, feel it all together. If we get together. Has it been something they've been pushing? Has it been something they've been pushing for like your whole lives? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, like maybe the normal, like like when you're little, like oh, when you grow up, you get married, right. like that kind of thing. And then everyone laid off of it, but like 
every once in a while, if we're hanging out with everyone or talking, like, you know, I could see, like, people, like, make eye contact with each other, like, mm, you know. Okay. So, I like to think, you know. <laughs> That's what you're asking for for Christmas, huh? <laughs> Santa, yeah. put it under my tree. <laughs> Well, this is exciting. I got high hopes for you. I really think this is going to work out, judging by what Thank I've heard you. so far. But you never know, and that's why. That's why we will call you at this time on Monday, and we'll see. Yeah. Did it work out telling your lifelong friend that you got bigger feelings for him? Okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. It is time to play the prison prices right. Four tickets to go to Winstock. I believe we have Jody on the phone. Jody, are you there? Yeah. All right. Crystal, are you there? Yes. Ladies, let's play the prison prices right. Hey. Of course, four Winstock tickets. We've got two items up for bid here. Now, these are from the prison commissary. I'll ask you for what you believe you would have to pay for it in the big house. We'll start off with you, Jody. You ever been to prison? Uh, kind of. I worked in jail for a long time. Okay. All right. So you're punching a clock, not punching time. <laughs> I heard kind of. I was like, mm, that's a bit sus. <laughs> no, no, I worked there. Okay. What about you, Crystal? You ever been on the inside? Nope. Okay. Know anybody on the inside? Nope. Okay. Walk the line. Walk Here we the go. line. All right. So we will start off our first item up for bid. Kelly Jordan, an item after your own heart. They're cheaters. I'm talking about the little reading glasses. <laughs> 3.0 strength. Oh, those are strong. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start off with you, Jody. How much would you pay in the prison prices right for a pair of cheater reading glasses, 3.0 strength? Um, I'm going to say like $6. Ooh. $6. All right. Crystal, your turn. How much are you paying in the prison? Price is right for reading glasses that are pretty strong. Uh, $2. $2. $2. All right. Kelly Jordan, how much are you paying in the prison? Price is right for some reading glasses. Some cheaters. A man who has bought cheaters himself. <laughs> All right. We get it, Wood. Mm-hmm. I'm getting old. I'm over here. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what Jody said six. Uh, yes, Jody said six. Crystal said two. I'm gonna slide right in between them. I'm gonna say three fifty. Three dollars and fifty cents for Kelly Jordan. You can get them for like a dollar at Walmart. Well, <laughs> tough news, Crystal. You are out because oh. they checked in at four dollars and seventy three cents. Okay. Well, so- good news is, Crystal, you may have lost for you, but you're not dead because Kelly Jordan is now. Your champion. And, and Crystal, I'm on a hot streak. I won yesterday, so we'll see, okay? So hang up and start texting in the word podcast to 320-656-9453, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. Thanks, Crystal. All right, Jody, let's do this. Head to head. Our final okay. item up for bid here in the prison Price is Right for a chance to go to Winstock to see Jason Aldean and many more. I'm hungry. <laughs> here we go. I have a third. 13.1 ounce Little Debbie Cosmic Brownie. Oh, man. I bet that's the hot item. Now, Kelly Jordan, how much would you pay in the prison prices right for Cosmic Brownies made by Little Debbie in the prison prices right? Wait, one of them is 13 ounces? It just says 13.1 ounces. Okay, I don't I know like, what to do for you. It's got to be more than one then. I'm guessing it's, I'm guessing, no, maybe uh, one ounce, maybe. Okay. Okay, what is it, Wood? One or 13? I'm going to go with one ounce. All right. Watch your mouth. Talking to me. This is why you're on the inside. No touching. All right, here we go. I am going to say for a one ounce cosmic brownie, you're looking at about 75 cents. 75 cents for Kelly Jordan. All right, Jody, for a chance to win Winstock tickets, how much are you paying in the prison price is right for Little Debbie Cosmic Brownies? I'm going to say a dollar. One dollar. Here we go. You got a sweet tooth, Jody? Sometimes. Well, you do right now, because you're going to Winstock. What was the price? (laughs) $2.19. For one ounce? Well, you can't have everybody running around all (laughs) hopped up on sugar. Man. No. That seems like, I I would riot if I was in prison and they asked me for that much money for a little Debbie Cosmic Brownie. Just a reminder, Leighton Broadcasting does not support prison riots in any shape or form, but Jody, we do support you going to Winstock. Who are you going to take? 
I have no idea, honestly. All right. Wide open. There's probably some prisoners that would like to go with Watch you. Watch yourself now. She's a lady. That's a hard pass. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Kelly and Wood. We talked to Gina about a half hour ago on the show because mm-hmm. uh, she was our Why Should We Talk to You on Monday. Uh, this is what Gina told us. We have this, like, lifelong family friends. And, um, you know, the... The guy and I have always been close, like, obviously, but, like, the past year or so, I think, like, things are moving in a more romantic kind of direction. Like, at least for me, they are. So, <laughs> and I, I, I kind of get that vibe off of him, I think. I, I'm hoping it's not in my head. But um, anyway, we have the big annual Christmas shindig this weekend, and I, I think I'm going to go for it. I'm going to tell him how I feel. All right, so that was what Gina told us earlier about a family friend saying, hey, I have our, she wants to tell a family friend, mm-hmm. I have feelings for you. We've known each other our entire lives. Let's kick it up a notch. Next level. So. Well, we got someone on the phone right now says they actually went through that, but kind of the reverse of that. So what happened? Yeah, um, my, my best friend of years, and he, he said one day, he's like, listen, I, I just I got to get this off my chest. I'm, I think I'm in love with you. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I like you. Oh, no. like, I love you. Oh, I know, I know, I know. And you should have seen, you should have seen his face. And he was just like kind of shocked and, and sad. And I was like, oh my God, I just lost my best friend. You know, I feel so bad. But I mean, I just, I wanted to be straight with him. Right. And, you know, I don't want to let him lead him on. But, you know, I, I love him, but just not that way. I was oh, so excited for so Gina. <laughs> Are you are you guys <laughs> friends to this day, or did that did that kind of just put the old kibosh on the friendship? We had to take a few weeks to just like chill a little bit, and then we just got back together as friends and started going out, and, and now everything's fine. And he's he's going out with somebody he really loves. So okay, so Happy you're still ending. friends with him? <laughs> yes. Well, that's yes. good. All right. Thanks. Well, that gives hope to Gina. Either way, then. Yeah. Because even if it doesn't work out romantically, they can probably still be friends. Did you have any inclination that the, that he had those feelings? No, because I just thought we were just like bros, you know what I mean? Just like hanging out and just, yeah, I just thought we were friends. Not a clue. Man, well, there goes your uh, woman intuition idea right out the window, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> well. Because my, fe- my feelers weren't out, you know what I mean? Like, sure. It just wasn't, I wasn't in that vibe. But let's put the best possible outlook on this. All right, yeah, it was tough. But he told you, you told him that wasn't going to happen. And now he's with someone that does have those feelings back for him. Yep. So it did work out. Otherwise, he'd still be pining from you, obviously, unbeknownst to you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That goes Somebody along with what, what you said, Wood. It's sometimes you just got to shoot your shot. Yeah. It may not go the way you want, but at least you know. And not knowing is the hardest part. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you don't shoot, baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pulled the goalie. Well, unless it's our caller here who just is a really good goalie. Uh, well, thank you so much for that call. We appreciate it. It's a Kelly and Wood quick hit. So yesterday, of course, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Right. And you and I started the show off yesterday saying like, hey, man, like it feels... Like, there's no real pumping. Right. Like, Google, you know how Google will change their, right. their name, uh, the design of their name on certain days? We were just like, how come no one's doing that for Pearl Harbor? Well, yesterday at Pearl Harbor, they ha- obviously had all sorts of ceremonies. Boy, I bet that's something, man. Well, one of the really cool ones is that they were bringing back some of the survivors from Pearl Harbor. Holy moly. Now, you can imagine they're up there. Yeah. All right. And one of the ones, there were supposed to be six, but one unfortunately wasn't doing well health-wise and couldn't make it. So they only had five there. And one of them, his name was Ira Schaub. Now, here's the deal. That morning, he says he barely weighed 140 pounds. And when they saw what was going on, all of a sudden, they were. he said he had just gotten dressed, the sirens went off, he knew he had to get to work. And somehow, he was carrying boxes of artillery that weighed 200 pounds. Oh, man. It was 140 pounds. Unbelievable. But he said, we were scared, startled, everything. We didn't know what to expect, but we knew if anything happened to us, that was it. Imagine that adrenaline, man. Oh, my gosh. And so he, uh, Ira here, has been talking a lot about what happened at Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. So yesterday, as I said, they had five 
surviving members of Pearl Harbor at this grand event. They had a flyover, um, the whole deal. And when you start to kind of look at some of these numbers, more than 1,100 sailors lost their life. Wow. On Pearl Harbor. And by the way, there's still 900 entombed in the Arizona, which is the ship that they have built the monument over. Right. The bodies are still in there. And I know that there's been a couple that have passed away that survived and had their ashes put down in there. Right. Because they say, like, look, that was my boys. That was my crew. I want to be there. And it was just kind of interesting to see this because he started talking and even people that, you know, are like historians and everything say, we could be the greatest storytellers in the world, but hearing it from the people that went through it, there, there's nothing to match that. Um, and so Ira's been telling his story and he's been talking with people about all of this. Now, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs does not keep a record of how many Pearl Harbor survivors are still living. Okay. But people have kind of done the the thing. They're saying the numbers are minimal. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I would imagine that was 1941. And so even for, for the men and women that fought during World War II, there's less than 120,000 alive. Dang, man. And 131 are estimated to die every day. Um, so, I mean, we're losing that great generation. And so yeah. yesterday, I think it was really important that they brought those five men out there all over the age of 100. Yeah. And, and to do this stuff. And uh, Ira, you, I mean, there's pictures. Of course, I know this is radio and everything. But the smile on his face was massive. And he says, anytime I'm asked about it and anyone says, you know, hey, and people thank me for my service, I just say, we did what we had to do. Right. Oh, man, that was such a different generation. My and God. It, you just kind of read the stories and how he, you know, there's other people there that, you know, saw like the, the planes coming. They originally thought they were American planes coming in yeah. until they recognized, wait, that's from the other side oh, of the gosh. island. And uh, I, I'm just telling you, if, you've got, if you're out there, you've got kids, even if you don't have kids, you may want to take a couple minutes to just check in on those things. There's tons of documentaries and everything. I'm not going to tell you to get like Kelly and go watch an hour of those. Oh. But man, make sure you pay attention to those men and women that fought during World War II because we're losing more and more of them every day. I mean, we're talking only five were able to get to this event. Unbelievable. And all over 100 years old. So... Well, I just thought that deserved a little bit. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score. And we're going to put up on the trashy scale in the trash. Flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we have Monica Hicks. Now, Monica, do a little Christmas shot. Now, we all know. Tensions are hot right now, right? Everybody's struggling with money. The yep. Christmas season's already, you know, little, I don't know, it adds that pressure to you a it little bit. It certainly does. Well, as you can imagine, Monica was in the Walmart parking lot, and it was a zoo. I bet. Monica tried parking in a parking spot, but there was cars all over the place. She wasn't getting the angle just right and started to back up, and that's when she heard a horn blast. Uh-huh. Now, the woman behind her honked because she said, hey, she just wanted to let her know that she was coming a little close to her car and that she was back there. Courtesy honk. Monica didn't find it courteous at all. That's when Monica jumped out of her car, threw her hands up in the air, and said, yo, B, oh, what you want? Well, that's when the two women began to argue in the parking lot. But now did Monica just go ahead and finish parking and go in and get her shopping done? Or did maybe she jump in the car and leave? Sounds like tensions are running too high for that. No. Monica went back into her car and came out waving a nine millimeter. Whoa, she had that at the ready. Monica said, try it. Honk again. <laughs> Mess honk around again. and find out. Well, as you can imagine, the other woman did not honk again. Instead, <laughs> she got on the phone and called 911. <laughs> Monica thought to herself, hey, I may have overreacted a little bit here. Jumped back in her car and pulled off and fled the scene. Well, authorities still showed up because after all, we got somebody waving a little piece around the old parking lot. They got to check it out. And when officers were there talking to the woman, Monica returned. Oh, dummy. After all, she still had Christmas shopping to do. <laughs> Well, when she pulled in the parking lot, the woman said, I think that's her right there. 
Officers went over as Monica was parking and walking into Walmart. And they said, ma'am, were you just here a little bit ago? Waving around a gun? Monica denied it. said, no, that wasn't me. The officer said, can we look inside your purse real quick? Sure enough, the gun was still inside the purse. That's when Monica said, all right, yeah, uh, that was me. I went over there. I got myself a little bit of lunch, came back, cooled down. I just need to get some shopping done. That's not going to fly. She was arrested and taken to jail. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's give this one a score, Wood. Please. Getting mad over a parking spot. I'm sorry it's trashy. Watch yourself. No, it's trashy. There's tons of other spots. Sorry you have to walk an extra 30 feet. Unless you're sitting there, you got the blinker on, and someone cuts in. It's go time. It's okay to be upset. Honestly, I wish I'd have Monica's piece on me. But you just you move on with your day at that point. You could probably use the extra steps. Not me. I need I need less steps. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I'm sorry. What getting in an argument over a parking spot is trashy. I'm sorry. Mm. It is 150 points. I'm sorry you aligned with this. That's one. fine. Uh, escalating it to the point where you're pulling out your pit. That's trashy. That's trashy. Mm. I'm giving that 200 points right there. Returning to the scene of the crime. Trashy. Yeah, it is. 175 points on that right there. Gotta be another shopping town. Not getting rid of the gun before you go back seems trashy. Yeah, they're expensive. Well, go drop it off at home at least. Mm. Put it under your pillow. Put it in that glove box. Right. 125 points on All right. that right there. She was arrested. That's 75. Mm-hmm. What else do we got here, Wood? I think that's kind of it. Okay, good story. How about the fact that you suck at parking so much you gotta back up and go back in? <laughs> I, I back in anyway. I back into my spots. I don't blame you. You know, they say you should anyway because you're 90% more alert when you get there, so you're not running over people when you back in. When you leave the mall, you're at the store, you're all upset and mad and stressed out. You run somebody over with your car if you're backing out. I don't believe anyone has ever said that in the history of time before right now. Oh, when I went to school, (laughs) when I forgot my first HVAC job, I don't know if I told you I went to school for HVAC. A rumor. They said always back into the driveway because you're 90% more alert when you show up than when you're leaving. They told us that. They didn't say anything about running people over, though. Well, what, what's, what, what, why else, what else are you worried about? You know what, give yourself 10 points for this story. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That did suck, didn't it? That's, that's my bad, dude. That's I my make bad. make it 25. Dang, we were having such a good show on Friday, too. Come uh, on. All right, come on. Here we go. I got a score for you. Today, our woman pulling out her gas... Because someone took her sparking parking spot, earns herself a respectable 725 points. Trashy. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. So I let Google do the math for me on this one. They drilled down wood on, in Greenland, which is mostly covered by ice. Right. You and Iceland's the, green. Right. Good luck figuring that out. And that wild. Mm-hmm. And that a wild scene. But anyway, so they drilled down in Greenland 1.4 kilometers, which is about 0.9 of a mile. I thought so. <laughs> right. I'm sure you were doing those calculations like that. Well, they found perfectly fossilized plants 1.4 kilometers below the ice on Greenland, meaning at one point in its history in the past million years, Greenland was actually green and had plant life on it. They believe this is from the Paleostone era. Solid. <laughs> yeah. Paleostocene era. Mm, oh, wow. Those four cities sound remotely similar. <laughs> Anyway, uh, they they're so they're saying that at some point it, it was it was green there. So showing that the Earth has changed much over its history. Mm-hmm. The, the climate is always changing. So I just thought that I thought that was neat. I don't really have much more info for you on that, except for the fact that they found perfectly fossilized plants 1.4 kilometers below the ice. Think about that, dude. Think about how much ice that is that they had to drill down through. It's almost a mile. And then they, right, 0. 0.9. Uh-huh. It's that, it's this close, so dude. Close. It's so close. <laughs> but anyway, <sighs> I, th- I just find that neat. I think it's neat when stuff like that happens. I wonder what it was. Judging by the picture, it looks like a fern, but I don't know if that's like a... No, I mean, what was like the event that changed it? Oh, like the Earth has been changing since its in, since its inception. Right, but that's a pretty significant change. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it was but like look at, look asteroids at, that hit kill the dinosaurs. Look at the northern U.S., like the Great Lakes. They say that we were under kilometers of ice back then. Well, it was the glaciers. That's why Minnesota has all the lakes and everything. I get that. Yeah. Well, the same thing could have happened in Greenland, right? Like they're just in they're in their ice era right now. <laughs> I, I was wondering if you were going to try to push that, and you did. But either way, no. I, so it's the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. 
the earth is still changing just because we're here. It didn't stop. Mother Nature is always, always wins, Wood. Always. And it's, but it's weird. Like, you think ours melts, but then theirs right. freezes. Yeah. And I'm guessing we're remotely... I mean, they're probably still a little further north than us. Greenland? Yeah. Well, yeah. Aren't they, aren't they like, near the top of the earth? Well, like, the top of it. I mean, Greenland's like a long island. Oh, okay. And it's a massive island. So, I don't know what point in Greenland this was. Maybe it was at the very bottom or top? Mm. Probably center. Oh, Right in the center. Well, kids, that's what it sounds like when you fake that book report. <laughs> Either way, I find it interesting that they found plant life on Greenland. So at one point, it was a, a tropical paradise, possibly. I, what a what a silly experiment, too. Right. They're just drilling in the ice. Well, nah, they, keep going. Well, they measure oxygen levels and carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide levels from back then. And maybe carbon monoxide levels. I don't know. Yeah. Insects and such. All right. Maybe you found this one interesting. Maybe you didn't. Doesn't matter to me because it's the weekend. I get two days off now to regroup and find more for you next week. Facts that maybe only I find interesting, and maybe you don't, but that's okay because sometimes it is now time to play Win the Intern's Lunch. I believe that we have Emily on the phone who is ready to play. Emily, what are you up to this morning? Driving to work. Okay. Well, did you bring a lunch to work today? Um, I didn't. Oh, perfect. Time to go then, right? Hopefully you can win Allison's <laughs> lunch then. All right, so here's how Win the Intern's Lunch works. I asked Allison some questions, or would ask her some questions. We pre-recorded her responses. You just had to guess, will she get the answers right or wrong, okay? Okay. All right, Wood, what was the first question? All right, we're talking Christmas trivia here. So I asked her, on that fateful night, what did the three wise men bring as gifts the little baby Jesus. Will she know that? Yes or no? I think she will. Think so? All right. You got to get two out of three, okay? Okay. Here's what Allison said. What three gifts did the wise men bring that Christmas night? Oh, my goodness. I have no idea. Not even any of you. Wait, what is that from? From the Je- Bible? From Jesus? <laughs> Come on. I don't know any of these questions. I'm not going to know a single one. All right. Well, have you ever been to church? You can say no. It's fine. No. <laughs> My kids have never been to church either. Wow. All right. Have yours? Yeah. It's going to be hot, boys and girls. <laughs> when were your kids at church? Back to the question at hand here. <laughs> the three wise men brought three gifts. Do you have any guesses? No, I do not. I'm going to get the bat off the shoulder, huh? Give us just give us three. Can I hear the question again? <laughs> what did the three wise men bring as their three gifts for Christmas? Um, food. Okay. Money. Okay. Water. <laughs> Not bad for you in the desert. I mean, the, Wait, the really? money part kind of gold. Yes. Frankincense and myrrh. Correct. Yeah. And what? Myrrh. What's that? Uh, on to the next Look question. Moving we'll along. <laughs> All right. Oh, mouthy, that intern of ours. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. She did not know that one, and you guessed that she would, but you're still in the game. You just got to get two out of three, okay? Okay. All right. The next question I asked her in this song, 12 Days of Christmas, what happened on the eighth day? What did she get eight of? Will she get that right? Yes or no? No. All right. Let's see. In the 12 Days of Christmas... What did the true love give on the eighth day? Oh, you can go ahead and sing it too, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to sing it in my head. Let's sing it a out partridge in a pear tree? That's I think that's day number one. Right. Yeah, that's the big one. But what was the eighth? Like, is it a bird? No. Okay. Aren't like half of them birds? There's a lot of birds in there. I mean, there's some <laughs> geese. Always uh, the partridge. I want to guess this one if she doesn't get it. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think I'm going to get it. Just take a guess. Oh, you did, You have guessed like three, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> is it eight lords of leaping? No. Oh. Wait, is that six, though? Seven swans of swimming. I know that. All right, just keep shooting here. Why don't you get eight it? Eight maids of milking. It is actually eight maids of milking. Oh, there you go. Darn it. That is a tough one. All right, she didn't get that one. Mm-hmm. I You're forgot. S- Emily, you said she would not get it, right? Right. Okay, good. All right, so you're in the game. You just got to get this last one, and you can win Allison's lunch. This one's for all the marbles. We all know them. In the Christmas tale, what is Scrooge's first name? Will she get that one right or wrong? Ooh. Hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I feel like 
she's not going to get it. All right. To win the intern's lunch, let's see what Allison said. What is the first name of Scrooge from the Christmas story? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, it's on the tip of my tongue. Okay. Does it start with an A? No, it does start with a vowel. I'll no, give you that's that. Okay. Good. That's a good hint. That's a good hint. Okay. Um, oh, I'm just going to have to pass. I'm not going to think of it in well, time. Just, just throw a name out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just think of some name. It's too much pressure. All right, we won't look at you. Okay. Um, I feel like it's something like Theodore, but that doesn't start with a vowel. That does not start with a vowel. So... <laughs> Gonna go with Adolf? No. We're looking for Ebenezer. Okay. So close. Get so far away. Oh, man. Allison's such a good sport. Yes, she is. Smart kid. That's right. Well, not when it comes to Christmas, though. No. But, Emily, that means that was for your payday. Now you just won the intern's lunch. Woo! Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track, our very first break of the morning. What the hell did we talk about this morning? I got pulled over. Oh, that's right. That- the long arm of the law finally caught the kid. <laughs> I forgot all about that. That was good. So we talked a little bit about that this morning, and that was that it? We, well, we spent 10 minutes talking about you getting pulled over? Well, then we got into Terry Hatcher. It oh, that's all right. okay. All right. Well, it's our first break of the day. That's why we tack it on the end of the podcast, uh, if you last this long. And it's our bonus track. Here it is. Kelly and Wood. Live. There we go. Mm-hmm. Ready to do it this Friday morning. Good morning to everybody out there. It is so good to see you. I'm in a good mood today, Wood. Oh, yes? You know why? Tomorrow, I go pick up my Tahoe from Painesville Chevrolet. And that was the first step. This past summer, if you don't know, my truck went to pots on me. Mm-hmm. My boat blew a rod through the motor or something like that. If you say so. And I was down a boat and a truck. I have now regained a vehicle to tow a boat. Now I just need a boat. Do you hear that? What? No one caring? No. Do you hear that? What's that? That's Summer of Kelly coming. The Summer of Kelly, but I have to start in December. <laughs> hey, you know what? Does a plane just take straight up? No, it doesn't. It needs a runway. And it burns the most fuel on takeoff. It needs a runway. <laughs> and right now, sir, you have put the seat backs up, yeah. tray tables raised. Yeah. <laughs> get, get on board. Shut the emergency door. Something Got like to. that. Sounds like I've never flown before. <laughs> Does the plane start moving before they shut the door? I, th- that's usually the first step to move. Like they're just rolling down the runway. Ah! I'm super excited, though. Like, this thing looks brand new. That's why, because I was trying to get a pickup truck, and then Doug at Painesville Chevrolet was like, well, how often do you really do pickup truck stuff? Like, not really ever. <laughs> well, I do like to antique. I was like, I was like mulch maybe in the summer. And leaves in the in the fall, but that's about it. You could do that it. in an SUV. Well, he was like, just get a trailer. He's like, come take a look at this Tahoe. This, I, I'm, I'm essentially doing a commercial right now. My bad, but mm, hashtag N. I just never thought about owning a Tahoe before. This thing is immaculate. 2012. You've been talking about it a lot. It looks like it was. It literally looks like an old lady drove it back and forth to church, like the old story they used to give you, the old car salesman story. Yeah, like the the carpet. Oh, I can't wait to get that thing this weekend. I'm excited to see it. And then I'm barely going to drive it because that's that's just going to be. A, I'm not going to drive that back and forth to work. You got to bring it at least one day so well, I no, can I, see it. I'll bring it, but yeah. I'm just saying, like when I was driving my pickup truck back and forth to work, I was spending about eighty more dollars a week on gas, and I'm spending in the big one. And you don't have that money. I I don't. <clears throat> I just bought a Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. Dance for that money. <laughs> so I'm going to pick that up tomorrow. It was funny. I was talking to Doug yesterday. I was like, can I come get it tomorrow? He's like, bring your kids. Santa Claus is going to be here. Hey. I was like, well, my kids are 14 and 12, but you know. They still got to tell the big fellow. I still don't know what they want from Santa, so it might be a good idea to bring them over to Painesville Chevrolet. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm really excited, dude. It's always fun to get a new vehicle. Heck you know? yeah, it is. And this one is like, this one is super plush. So yeah, I, yeah. it's happening. The glow up. This is what the kids call a glow up, Wood. Here comes the summer of Kelly. Now I just need a boat. Right, just got to go. get a boat. There and then we're back to it. All right, come on. Let's get Friday going. No one cares about me. Let's go. That's not true. I want to know who you are, where you're listening from this morning. 320-656-9453. If you've never been here on a Friday morning at this point in time, we're about to run down who you are, where you're listening from to 320-656-9453. I want three first-time texters. I'm that, keeping it low. That's a good number because last week we got real close. We had someone who had a, the, someone's wife reached out to their husband's like, hey, uh, Kelly and Wood are short. You need to text yeah. into the show. He's like, I don't know why I'm texting you, but here, here's a text. I don't even like you guys. Sports talk for life. NPR. 
320-656-9453. He likes the sound of really saliva mics on NPR. Yeah, ooh, that was... <laughs> I almost took my headphones off. This is my every NPR show. I don't know why they love the sound of saliva on those shows. I I listen to NPR every once in a while. I'm educated. I've never listened to it. Well, you're you're dumb. All right, are we ready? (laughs) I'm kidding. When you're smarter than me, you know that. That's why I look to you. I wouldn't even be having the Summer of Kelly if it wasn't for the Summer of Wood. Follow me, King. (laughs) Wood, you said something happened to you only minutes ago. Yes. What happened to you? I got pulled over this morning. Oh, really? <laughs> Take your victory lap. Finally. You guys make fun of me for following the speed limit to the letter. I'll go three, four miles over, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And you finally got caught. Now, here's the deal. Apparently, I was speeding. Okay. I didn't know I was speeding. You claimed ignorance. Well, I honestly, those, those who don't know the law can't be expected to follow it. So, I, I, I was just... Going down the road, and I saw a car bust a U-turn. Now, here's the deal. When I'm going to work, yeah, you know this. There's not a lot of traffic. Not a whole lot of people on the road at 3.30 in the morning. So when somebody busts a U-turn behind you, and you know it's a cop. Oh, you're getting pulled over. You know it's not going your way. Right. right? You know, <laughs> either you're kind of hoping, I don't know, maybe there's a bank robbery going on my way. Right. Nope. Sure enough, hit those lights. Now, I'll be real with you. The officer was very nice. Walked right up, says, hey, do you know what you're doing? No, I, I, I honestly have no clue. You're going a little fast back there. You know how fast I had you? <laughs> I get in my guy. I, I got to bleed ignorance. I have no clue. <laughs> Is that frowned upon? Whatsoever. Apparently, I was going 10 miles an hour over. Okay. That's, that's grounds to be pulled over. I, 10 miles an hour. Dude, I mean, 10, 10 miles an hour is a lot of miles, a lot of MPH is over. I knew you wouldn't take my side on this. I knew you would dime me out in a heartbeat. Who am I diming you out to? If you and I I'm saying he had probable cause. If you and I ever committed a crime together, you would narc me out before the cops even showed. Like, you would leave a note. Be like, this was Wood. You would never know because I'd go into the witness protection program. (laughs) Wood made me do this. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Check his driving record. You got pulled over for going 10 miles over. I left $7. It's all I had in my wallet (laughs) with the note. But... That's fine. Officer was very nice. Just warned me. Said, "Hey, just a heads up. You may want to watch your speed there through this area." You don't think ten miles over is grounds for being pulled over? I mean, ten, ten miles over is substantial. Five miles over, no. Like that's. I don't even think you're legally allowed to pull someone over five miles an hour. I'm sure you could. I don't. They probably give you some variance though, because your speed. It's not like your speedometer is laser accurate. But ten miles over, you knew you were speeding. That's the thing. Five miles over, you sometimes you don't even know you're speeding. Ten yeah. miles over. Although you didn't because you didn't know the speed limit. Right. So, that actually be a good question for Mike Bryant. I wonder if they do that on purpose in some towns. Like make the speed limit signs oh, yeah. hard to see so you get a... No, I don't know if it's hard because I, I know there are laws of like where you put the signs. Right. Like it has to have like a clearance. Like you can't put it like behind a tree or anything. Yeah. But I, now I'm not saying that's my town. Right. I know there are towns that do like drop speed limits to try to get you know a couple tickets here and there. I drive through a few of those on my way to work. So, you know, I I live f- almost an hour from work mm-hmm. and drive in every day. And there's one there's one spot where it goes from sixty to thirty. You know, wow, that, that's a drop. You know, they're popping people there. Yeah, and then it goes like, and then it goes from like it does it again in a city called Big Lake. It goes from like 55 to 35. Mm-hmm. And I bet you they do that just to catch people. But I mean, they also need you to slow down. Right. You're going through a little city. It's because there's more people there and everything. Especially yeah. like the, the Highway 10, I get. You know, right. it's, a, it's a main artery and people are cooking along there. Yeah. How about this? I was pulled over going 23 miles an hour over. Woo! Still didn't get a ticket. Do you remember that time? Did you cry? <laughs> Is it a female or a male? Texting it, 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 I... I'll put your name out there. It's just the first thing. It says Katie. Okay. Did you cry? Because I, I didn't want to cry. And if I got my ticket, I'd have taken it like a man. Katie, send us a picture. I want to see why you got out of that ticket going 23 miles and over. Corey texts in, police radars are accurate than one mile per hour. Wow. That's yeah, but, not bad. Yeah, but your speedometer isn't, though. Is it? Because what if you change your tires or whatever? Like Now, I do know this because I lifted a truck once. Yeah. And I got told, you are responsible for knowing your speed. Because it like I put like thirty fives on there, yeah, and it does. I mean, it was like seven miles an hour off. Oh dang! You know what I did? I found one of those, you know, little radar things they stick on the side that oh, really yeah. tells you your speed to slow down. Yeah, 
And I just kept, I, I drove by that like nine times. I was like, all right, it's about seven miles an hour. Calibration. Thank you very much. Uh, CJ texts in, 10 miles, no, uh, 10 miles an hour over at 3.30 is only for radio hosts and people making bad decisions. <laughs> That's true. I always think that when I'm on the road. I'm always like, they, they're going to think I'm a drunk, like, Trying to get home. Like, if I make a... Say I change lanes without using a blinker or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm getting pulled over. I'm sure they think I'm a drunk. They should have. No. That one time I was late coming into work, and I got... And this is embarrassing. I got pulled over doing 90 in a 60. Good. Oh, that... Now you're a scofflaw. Well, yeah, but there's... I mean, I'm in farmland. There's no one... The deer were in danger. You should have seen the inside of a jail cell, sir. Well, he, luckily, the police officer was like, all right, I'll knock you down, because you're doing... You're reckless driving right now. Ooh. So he knocked it down. Yeah, so that's, wasn't. that's literally like a charge. Like yeah. You can be arrested on the scene for that much. I was over. like, look, dude, I'm late for work. My co-host is a jerk. Like He's going to treat me like dirt if I'm late. Oh, would? But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've heard about him. Say no more. Let me hit my lights and lead you into town. <laughs> I got a pregnant woman. <laughs> uh, Katie texts it back in. She says, no, I didn't cry. It was night. I turned all my inside lights in my car. I had my hands on the wheel the whole time. There you go. Got to do go. that. Yes, sir. No, sir. Beth says, I probably pass you every morning, Kelly. Get the hell out of my way. Oh, mm. I set my cruise on 75. Hey, that's your that's your journey. Marlene says, I think 10 mile an hour is generally a courtesy stop and usually only a warning. Right. And I can see that. And they're probably using that because what if you were what if you were drunk? Hey, don't get me. I'm not, I'm not being mad at the cop. He was doing his job and I was in the wrong. Yeah. I honestly got I just didn't no idea that that yeah. was 30 miles an hour there. It happens. It happens. I got I got my speed speed limits down pat on that drive in, though. They ain't never gonna catch the kid. Well, especially if it's a thirty mile an hour job, you gotta know. Going through Becker from sixty five to sixty, boom. When you get in Becker, gets back up to sixty five when you get out of Becker. There was a town when I was growing up in Ohio. It was known to be a speed trap. It was Powell, Ohio. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like they even everyone knows. Like if you're driving, do not go through Powell because they'll get you for like three miles an hour over. That place was like crazy strict Jeez, about is that, it. Is that legal to do three miles? Well, over? according to CJ, he says, yeah, you can. Or Corey, who texted in, says, yeah, they're accurate within one mile an hour. Well, yeah, they're accurate within one mile an hour. Are they, are they pulling people over? It's probably like a $6 ticket. Right. I mean, watch it. Like a library <laughs> fine. <laughs> hey, they got to generate revenue somehow. What if that was points on your license, though? Right. That'd mess you up. Absolutely, it would. Mm. But well, hey, I'm a clean driver, man, and I and shout out to all law enforcement. Everyone knows that right. this show, we absolutely love law enforcement. Oh, yeah. It's just when I saw those blue lights go behind <laughs> me, I was like, oh, God, Kelly's going to let me know about this one. That happened to me when I was driving home. This is about a year ago now. I was driving home from an event I DJed, and it was you know midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't ha- I didn't have any drinks or anything like that, but I had one headlight was out. On my old Chevy pickup, the headlight used to go out all the time on that thing. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even know it was out, and I saw the cop pass me, bust a U-turn, and I was like, oh, I'm getting pulled over for something here. And he was like, yeah, your headlight's out. So I was like, oh, hey, thanks, man. Did you not notice? I didn't notice. Wow, that must be I, one hell of a headlight. Well, I had the fog lights on. Okay. So I, I, it just was it was bright enough. I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but yeah, when you see that U-turn, they're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey Tech says, hey, Wood, weren't you bragging about your radar detector last week and how you never get stopped for speeding? Yeah, but I got to turn it up. I had yeah. to turn. I have it turned down because if you go by gas stations and stuff, sometimes that sets right. it off. Well, I'm going through town. I'm not flying. You know, so too, I'm just too busy rocking out to Metallica. On turn it down. Then when I get on the highway, she blasts up. Uh, Brian texted, I got pulled over doing 83 and a 55 on I-90 when I lived in Chicago during the day. Normal speed. I'll tell you this. When I lived in Atlanta, uh, you you never got pulled over on 285. The the speed limit on 285 is as fast as your car can go. It is is borderline insanity. You ever seen Talladega? Like the NASCAR track? Mm -hmm. That's 285. (laughs) With about, I don't know, 6 million people on it. Well, that's good considering most of us will never see that road or even visit there. How can you not go through Atlanta if you go to the south? I don't know. If you're driving. Because I like to go to the southwest. It's a little classier. A little nicer. All right. A little nicer people. Well, bring me back a a dream catcher, (laughs) will you? Should we do history, Wood? Come on. I had something I wanted to talk about, but now we're running late. So let's just go. What? Yeah. Mine wasn't actually that interesting. Nonsense. So I'm glad. I'm, I'm not glad you got pulled over, but I'm like, I'm glad you had an interesting story to share with us this morning. I don't believe you. No, I didn't. I don't want to see you get pulled over. I Dude, think I, you're aching for the wood to take no. take it down a notch. I told you a million times. I love when you drive places instead of me because we get there quick. Yeah. When I drive, I drive like an old lady and on the wrong side of the road. That was one time yeah. we were at the airport and it got confusing. <laughs> 
It was raining. I don't need GPS. I know where I'm going. Well, get on the right side of the road. <laughs> Riding around in this tin can. <laughs> you're like, you're on the wrong side of the road. Am I? I don't have my cheaters. <laughs> my chain fell off of my glasses. I don't know where it is. I would have felt more comfortable sitting in the middle of the road at that moment. <laughs> Come on. All right. Let's do some history. Mm -hmm. It was on this day, Wood, in 1941. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense to overcome this premeditated invasion. The American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. That gives me goosebumps right there. In 1941 on this day, uh, Congress declared war against Japan a day after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Mm -hmm. Boy, that justice was swift, wasn't it? Well, it got, right, got us right in it. We yeah. were staying out of it. And if you've ever learned history, after World War One, like the United States said, we never want to do this ever again. Right. So when World War II got going and Europe's obviously in the middle, of, in the thick of all of it, we didn't want any part of it. Right. And then what happened? Japan came knocking at the door. Well, guess what? <laughs> we Let's answered. put on the boots, because it's time to kick a little A. In the beginning of that speech, uh, that, that's Franklin Roosevelt, right? I believe, yes. Yeah, so when he was talking, he was like, they, they he talks about waking the sleeping giant. You know, like, we were, mm -hmm. we were living in a time of peace. I don't know what the 40s were like in America, but... Well, I believe that was also the, what is it, uh, stay silent and carry a big stick right. type deal. And he gave that speech in Minnesota. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I believe the, the walk, so wasn't it walk softly and carry a big mm -hmm. stick? I think he gave that speech at the, I want to say at the state fair in Minnesota. That's actually pretty cool. I think. But on this show, if you've ever listened, you know, you get, you get some details, but. In the last three minutes, I think both of us have said, I think, and followed it up with a right. are th perfectly stated fact. Are they facts? <laughs> I don't know. We'll get you close. Your guess is as good as mine. When it was on this day in 2013. This is pretty cool. Metallica performed a show on Antarctica, making them the first band to perform on all seven continents. Who was at that show? I, I think it was at that? the same base that our engineer was working at for like oh, six really? months. So I wonder if it was like kind of an intimate like... Well, no. Like If you've ever seen... there's a, They actually... I, I don't know if it was a DVD or a CD that they did of this concert. You can't have sound waves because it's all ice. Yeah. Because you could crack the ice and all of it fall into China or right. wherever. That sounds about right. So they did like uh, headphones. So every every person who was there oh, got cool. headphones and it was all like encapsulated inside like soundproof things. And then oh, they put it through wild. headphones. So like if you see the DVD, yeah. Oh, you know, they're just jamming. <laughs> That's all quiet. And all these people are dancing. There's no sound. Have you ever been? You, of course you haven't. The silent discos that they do. That is exactly what this looks like. I went to one of those one time. You know, I own a wet. Well, I owned a wedding DJ business. Oh, I still DJ on the side now and then. But uh, I went. I thought about getting into the silent disco game until I went to one of them. So if you don't know what it is, it's like you go to a party, but instead of the DJ having speakers, everybody gets a set of headphones, mm -hmm. and the DJ is playing three different stations at once. Like you're playing three different sets of music at once. And then people can switch the channel on their headphones, and the headphones turn color to show which one you're listening to. So you like look around, and you look like, whose who's headphones are purple? Oh, I'm going to go jam with them, and then you dance with them for a little while. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, I went to one of these parties. I was like, yeah, I'm not getting into this. I was like, this is a fad that will die quicker than when everyone was into speed dating. Did it die? Oh, it's dead. Okay. <laughs> I don't even see any. It was a novel idea because say you live in the middle of the suburbs and you want to have a party. Well, cool. Let's do one of these silent discos. And then it's kind of fun, but it's funny when you take your headphones off and you don't hear any music and everyone's dancing around and stuff. I was like, this sucks. If I was in the suburbs and like my neighbors did that, I'd call the cops on that party. <laughs> you should. But why? Is it too loud? I'm like, no, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's bringing down property value. In fact, just roll by and just shoot them. All right? Just it, bang. It was just so funny. I was like, oh, this might, this is, I was like, this is the future of DJing, I bet. No. Oh, it was trash. It was the worst. Yeah, that's something that was not going to be in on. You know me, I love a good party. Mm -hmm. and I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. Oh my. In 2019, Wood, kind of a sad one. Oh, hi. I was just looking at the flowers and thinking they really need to have some water. The voice of Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch, Carol Spiney, died at the age of 85. He worked on Sesame Street for five decades. It was a dude named Carol? Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Well, like, uh, yeah, there's dudes named Carol. It's it's rarer than dudes named Kelly, but yeah, they're out there. I man, 80, so was he doing it all the way up until he passed away? Pretty close. Yeah, he was in his Ow. 80s when he was still doing it. There's a good documentary about him if you you know if you got some time this weekend. So silent discos, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you wouldn't want to watch it. Uh, all right, well, let's do a couple of birthdays real quick. Celebrating a birthday today. We'll have a Sam Hunt celebrating a birthday today. Man, we're due for something from him, aren't we? Yeah. Because, I mean, he had the, the the marriage stuff going on. It looks like all that kind of has settled down. I think he just welcomed a kid or they just announced a pregnancy. Oh, good two. for him. So we're we're due some Sam Hunt music. Yeah. I'm going to say he's 37 today. Ah, you're a little bit low, actually. Sam Hunt is the ripe, whoops, is the ripe old age of 39 today. Oh, all right. Well, good for him. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today. And by the way, they're real oh. and they're spectacular. <laughs> that might, Seinfeld has so many quotable lines, and that one has to be right there at the top. And think of all the stuff that Terry Hatcher has been in. Oh, man. I mean, insanely accomplished. And that's the first thing that comes to my mind, too, when I think of Terry Hatcher. You know what's funny? Is that that show Desperate Housewives that she was obviously on forever? My wife started like watching that recently. That was a good show. Like, even I was interested in it. I was like, dang, this is really well done. No. Yeah, it is. You don't know. No, I, that show... You and, don't know until you watch it. My wife was that show in Army Wives. I could not... Like, I couldn't even be around when she was watching that. <laughs> the Army Wives, because every single, like, cliffhanger, it was next week's episode. Yeah. You know, and then there's, like, a tornado or something that comes through. I, I couldn't... Like, my wife knows. I can't watch a lot of her TV shows. Right. And that's okay. Desperate Housewives was one of them. Because what had the uh, Ava Longoria, Terry yeah. Hatcher, that chick who got caught in the college thing, right? Right. I can't remember what her name is now. Yeah. And I think that was about it. I don't know. The hell with it. Yeah, Terry Hatcher, <laughs> she's got to be 50. I forgot what the hell we were even talking about. She's 50, 59 today. Hey, you must be a huge hey. fan, dude, because you're right on the money with that one. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well.